Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the JRPG Reford, episode 226. In fact, my name is Dalton Suter, and this week we got some news and notes from around the world of our favorite games, the JRPGs. So let's go ahead and roll right into that, not to keep you waiting. First and foremost, though, I hope you all have had a wonderful week and continue to roll that into the weekend. Up first... During a Q&A between the Persona 5 Royal Team and Persona Channel, one of the answers revealed that owners of the PlayStation 4 version of the game will not be eligible for a free or discounted upgrade to the PlayStation 5 version. Even if you own the game on PS4, you're going to have to repurchase that for the PS5 at full price. Other questions on the forum uh, are in regards to the game itself. Those familiar with the game from when it initially came out in 2019 may already know these answers. Uh... You do not need to play the other games in the Persona series or the original Persona 5 in order to play Persona 5 Royal. There is a new third semester storyline after the main plot, as well as new characters Takuto Maruki and Kasumi Yoshizawa. There are also new mechanics, such as the Thieves' Den. Several other game companies have allowed PlayStation 4 users to upgrade to the next generation console versions for their games for free or at a discounted price. For example, if you own Star Ocean The Divine Force or Atelier Ryza 2 on PS4, you could get the game on PS5 for free. However, other companies did implement a similar rule for their games. Uh, players who obtained Final Fantasy VII Remake for free due to having PlayStation Plus subscription were not entitled to the free PS5 update. But Persona 5 Royal is available for the PlayStation 4. Persona 5 Royal will be coming out for the PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Windows PC, woohoo, and Nintendo Switch on October 21st, 2022. Those with Xbox Game Pass will be able to access Persona 5 Royal from that date as well. Moving right along into this Genshin Impact. Uh, so I know that there's like this thing where Genshin Impact is not a JRPG per se. But you heard it on the Sunday special. James and I deem it alright. So it's a good game. What am I going to say? I'm going to continue to bring you some news about it. Ho-Yo-Verse has released another trailer for the upcoming Sumeru region in Genshin Impact. As a reminder... Sumeru will come out in version 3.0, which is the next update after the current version 2.8. While the first trailer focused on the concept of the Dendro element, the Of Rain and Sand video takes a look at the actual region players will get to explore. Unlike previous regions, which remain fairly consistent in biome, Sumeru will have a rainforest section and a desert one. The rainforest will have a lot of mountains and tropical flora. As well, the desert will have ruins and oases, as well as caves and... Oh, okay, so it's just caves. Uh... As Genshin Impact is a fantasy game, the team did not want the design to look that realistic, uh, though it did incorporate real-life designs as influence. Some of the characters who will appear in Sumeru include uh, Kolai, Tainari, and Dori, and there is no official information as of yet in regards to the rarity or whether they'll be immediately available in the gacha when the version 3.0 launches. Uh, Genshin Impact Sumeru debuts following the 2.8 update. If version 3.0 comes out as soon as version 2.8 ends, then it has a tentative release date of around August 24th, 2022. The game is available on PS4, PS5, Windows, PC, and mobile devices. Collecting conches in the current Summertime Odyssey event will grant players a free costume for Fischl. So, I live in Florida. It's been incredibly hot here. Um, it's been real, real, real hot in other places in the country, too. So, as I was looking for news, this jumped out at me. And while this isn't news per se, this might be something that can refresh one of you on one of these hot, hot summer days that we're dealing with. 
The Final Fantasy VII 25th Anniversary Cafe closed down shop on July 22nd, 2022, but the Final Fantasy VII Remake Twitter account has uploaded a recipe for Bonora White Juice in case anyone who missed it wants to give it a try. The video is just under two minutes long. There's no English subtitles. However, the recipe is fairly simple, with perhaps the only difficulty being locating butterfly pea syrup, which you may be able to substitute with something else. So Bonora White Juice calls for 150 milliliters of apple juice that you pour over ice. Then you put in a combination of butterfly pea syrup and quote-unquote purple haze syrup. Um, that'll be 20 milliliters of the pea syrup and 5 milliliters of the purple haze syrup. It is slightly unclear if quote-unquote purple haze syrup is syrup with the flavors of a purple haze mixed drink. It may also be possible to simply just pour 25 milliliters of butterfly pea syrup in there and just call 5 milliliters of a purple haze. <laughs> Give it a little Jimi Hendrix, you know. After pouring in syrups, you squeeze in the juice of one lemon and top it with some mint leaves. You will not need to shake it. In Final Fantasy VII lore, a Bonora White, or otherwise known as a dumb apple, is a species of apple, and the Bonora Underground references juices made from the apples. The fruit is a key component in the story of Crisis Core and will likely be making a major appearance in the remake of the game. You can also see posters for Bonora White apple juice in Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I've been playing through Final Fantasy VII um, for the Steam Machine podcast. Uh, I, I, I beat it. Um, so part one of our thoughts on Final Fantasy VII are out now, and as you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, um, Tuesday, uh, next Tuesday, so if you're listening to this on Thursday when this comes out, next Tuesday is going to be our wrap-up on Final Fantasy VII, and I won't spoil too much of what I think, but I will say that it's a very good game. It's a very good game, and if you want to hear my full thoughts on it, you should go check that out, but seeing as that I've been in this Final Fantasy VII mood, man, this drink sounds refreshing. Hot day out. I've been having a bunch of trees come down in my yard and stuff, and having to cut them up with a chainsaw. Just days of just grinding and carrying wood. It's just a hundred degrees outside. I could really go for one of these Bonora White drinks afterwards. I don't know about you. <laughs> so, publisher Dengen Entertainment and developer Vesteria Project have released a 46 minute playthrough of the first chapter of strategy JRPG Vesteria Saga 2 The Sacred Sword of Sylvanister, which is due out for Steam on July 28th in the West. The footage features commentary by translator Dan Luffy, who provides insight into the game and series, which was created by Fire Emblem series creator Shouzo Kaga. I hope I said your name right, sir. Vesteria Saga 2, The Sacred Sword of Sylvanister, formerly known as Vesteria Saga Gaiden, The Sacred Sword of Sylvanister, is a story-focused strategy RPG where the positioning, movement, and weaponry are paramount to success. Players control their character units across or around a classically styled grid-based map system, and engage pirates, rebels, monsters, imperial soldiers, and anything else that stands in their way. Vesteria Saga 2, The Sacred Sword of Sylvanister, follows the further adventures of Zaid, the hero from Vesteria Saga 1, War of the Scions, bringing the tales of him and his companions to a thrilling, satisfying ending. Across his epic quest, Zaid will encounter allies both new and old while uncovering more of the mis- mysteries behind the vile Margietis? Ah, wow, I do not know how to pronounce that name at all. I'm going to call him Marge. And their plan to plunge Vesteria into a new age of darkness. Oh, Marge, always ruining things. This version of the game will be enhanced to include the following new features. New music, new resolution upgrade, new bonuses for completing the entire game, battle results added to the end of every map, the ability to save every turn as well as an autosave function, various new functions as a result of updating the game to the latest version of SRPG Studio, and a new single rebalance difficulty including new items, stat buffs, skills, and more. So if you would like to check that out, I did retweet that over on the JRPG Report Twitter, at JRPG Report. You can find that. There is a trailer to go along with this. So if that 
you know, something that sounds up your alley, give that a look. So Square Enix is set to release a quarter, a one to four scale Masterline statue of 2B from Near Automata based on the, her 2P alternate color scheme. The statue will have an approximate height of 52.2 centimeters or 21.7 inches. It will cost over 100,000 yen in Japan and over $1,000 in the U.S. Man, you know, these statues always look so cool, but they're always so expensive. <laughs> the statue's package will come with an alternate head. One of them will show Tubi's full face, while the other one will have her white eye cover. The owner will be able to swap the heads to their liking. This figure will appear first in December 2022 in Japan, where it will cost 121,000 yen. The item is also available for pre-order in North America with a price tag of $1,150 as an April 2023 release window. Pictures of the statue? This thing looks awesome. I wish I could swing it. Uh, I would put it up on the shelf. Even though I, I haven't played Nier Automata yet, like, I love the aesthetic of that game, and I can't wait to get to it. Uh, that is actually winning the current fan poll over in the Steam Machine Discord for the next fan chosen game. Uh, which the last winner was American Truck Simulator, which I won't get into here, but I'm just very surprised that that won. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> the high price tag reflects the statue's larger size and greater detail other than 2B figures and statuettes revealed in previously. In June 2022, Square Enix revealed Flair's 11-inch 2B figure that cost under $200, and the company also shipped a 7-inch tall statuettes of Nier Automata's 2B in her regular and 2P colors early 2022. Nier Automata is available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Square Enix has sold more than 6.5 million units of the game as of June 2022. The company will see or uh, will release a Nintendo Switch port on October 6, 2022, and is also working with Anaplex to produce an anime adaptation of the title. And speaking of Nier Automata, five years after the release of Nier Automata, it seems the game may still hide some secrets. An anonymous player may have discovered a secret church in Nier Automata hidden in the game's copied city area. That is, of course, if the claim can be verified and it doesn't turn out to be an elaborate hoax or prank. One complicating factor is that only a single anonymous player has been able to access the Nier Automata secret church. The area is supposedly hidden behind a wall in the copied city. A player named Sad Futago uh, posted to the Nier subreddit board ask, uh, asking about requirements to access the area, which were unclear. Most respondents did not believe that any copied city buildings were accessible. Uh, Sad Futago posted a video of the area, which revealed a previously unknown hidden door. Commenters were divided between calling the video a fake and investing the claim, or investigating the claim. Excuse me. More credence to the near Automata secret church investigation came from Lance McDonald, a modder and player credited with uncovering the game's supposed quote-unquote final secret cheat code in 2021. McDonald said that, the Automata modding community is in shambles over this discovery and that it's not yet possible to mod Nier Automata in the way shown in the Secret Church video. McDonald's claim lends credence to the notion that the Secret Church is a hidden area or created with tools that aren't yet accessible to the wider modding community. One complication is that as of yet, no one else but the original poster has been able to visit the area. Players and modders are still investigating it with new playthroughs of the game and tricks known to the community, but so far, none have succeeded in accessing the church. Some have surfaced detailed analysts suggesting that the area may be an elaborate hoax, though even these debunking attempts haven't conclusively isolated how such a mod might be created short of the developer-level tools of access. Even high-level Nier Automata developers like Yokotaro and Yosuke Saito commented on the matter. Saito tweeted about it, calling it eternal mystery, or calling it an eternal mystery. For his part, Yokotaro directed people to his Twitter profile, which he said that he 
Can't answer about any products. Communicating a lack of interest in confirming or denying the near Automata secret church rumor. <laughs> he also likes beer and sausages. That's something I saw on his Twitter. He was like, he posted something like, dear followers, yesterday uh, my numbers fall, my numbers increased by 1,000, uh, but I'm not what you expect. I don't usually tweet in English, but uh, I do love sausage and beer. Best regards. It was hilarious. I wish I had that pulled up. I'd read it word for word, but I think I got the gist of it. So all of this has spawned another theory that the secret church is new content and that sad Fudigo's discovery is a work of guerrilla marketing, either for the upcoming Switch edition of Nier Automata or perhaps some kind of update, remaster, or remake of the existing versions. Those suggesting that this angle point to sad Fudigo's history as an account on Reddit it has only been ever used to post about Nier Automata's secret church. Further, their handle may be a reference to longtime Nier characters Popola and Devola, two sad twins. Even further, the altar at the church itself contains references to Devola and Popola, as well as to Nier replicant character Yona. New content on an older game isn't a new occurrence for the Nier franchise either. Nier replicant version 1.22474487139, the quote-unquote upgraded, upgraded release of the original Nier, contained new content such as a story episode. So if you would like to check the this out for yourself and see if you can't find this secret church, or maybe it's an elaborate hoax, who knows? Nier Automata is immediately available on the PlayStation 4, Windows PC, and Xbox One. And there will be a Switch port coming October 6th, 2022. So something I just thought was cool, um, you guys know that I was playing through Yakuza 0 recently, and I very much consider Yakuza like an action RPG style game, for sure. Like a beat-em-up RPG almost. Uh, coming this August, if you are a PlayStation player, PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium members can get to grips with Yakuza 0, Kiwami, and Kiwami 2 via the PlayStation August catalog lineup. Uh, Yakuza 3, 4, 5 Remastered, and Yakuza 6 Song of Life complete the Curious Saga. All of them are going to be on PlayStation Plus later this year. So you'll be able to play the entire Kiryu Saga in Yakuza. And on top of that, PlayStation Plus games for August has Yakuza Like a Dragon in there. So like if you've been wanting to try that, that's for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. So... You're going to have a lot of Yakuza coming to your way if you're a PlayStation player. <laughs> but uh, if you put the kids to sleep, you want a good JRPG that'll make you absolutely laugh out loud. But definitely want, wait till the kids or maybe the kids are at school. You play while they're at school, play while they're asleep. They're in the other room watching TV because uh, the language can be a bit rough in the Yakuza game. But they are fantastic. So since I've been in the, uh, the Final Fantasy VII mindset, this jumped out to me and I thought that this was interesting. Cloud Strife is the best dressed person in Final Fantasy VII Remake, and that's about to translate to the real world. Square Enix announced a new Play Arts Kai Cloud Dress version figure. It's based on the Cloud's dolled up look from Final Fantasy VII Remake's Wall Market segment. In the segment, Cloud, Tifa, and Aerith, or as some of my buddies would call her, Ares, infiltrate the lawless, decadent paradise of Midgar's Sector 6 slums area. Their objective is to interrogate local hedonist slash crime boss crime boss crime boss don corneo is complicated by the don's love of his quote-unquote brides cloud is forced to dress the part with the help of Aerith and the people of the market giving rise to the iconic cloud dress version costume the play arts kai cloud dress figure is patterned after a specific look cloud adopts to get close to don corneo in the game cloud's dress design is determined by the side quest the players complete while in the area Completing no side quests puts Cloud in a basic black dress. Doing quests, Massage Purveyor Madame M unlocks a lavender gown with a white frills. However, Chocobo Sam's side quest unlocks the dress the figure takes 
its inspiration from. The figure thus wears a saloon girl outfit with a tight bodice and thin sleeves. The color of the scheme is more purple and blue than black and blue this time, though. The figure is available for pre-order on the Square Enix store with a July 2023 release date. It will cost $194.99 U.S. A larger non-posable static arts version of the figure will cost $199.99 U.S. and is expected in November 2023. Unlike the recently announced Bring Arts Cloud Stripe action figure, neither figure... Neither of these figures includes any NFTs or cryptocurrency integrations. Thank goodness. I was going to talk about that other that cloud figure because it does look really cool, but like I'm not giving any attention to NFTs. I'm just I'm just not. <laughs> so Persona, uh, some news from them. Uh, Atlas has released the results of a survey that they conducted. You know, the survey. One of my first episodes was about the survey they were doing, and one of the questions that they had asked was, "What games would you like to see remade?" And they gave us a top 10. So at number 10, with 58%, was Etrian Odyssey series. Number 9, with 62.4%, was Shin Megami Tensei Digital Devil Saga series. Number 8, 65.3%, was Shin Megami Tensei 4. Number 7, at 66.7%, Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse. Uh, number 6, 69.5%, Devil Summoner Soul Hackers. Number 5, at 72.1%, Devil Summoners R- Raidao Kuzunoha. Kuzunoha? series man i probably butchered that and i apologize number four 74.8 is persona 4 and persona 4 golden um number three was at 76.3 percent is revelations persona which is the very first persona game um number two oh, i'm sorry and then at tied for number one there is no number two tied at number one with 78.9 percent of the votes persona 2 innocent sins slash persona 2 eternal punishment and persona 3 so you know, maybe they'll take that into consideration and then maybe they'll bring us the, the PS, you know, the PS1 games and the PS2 games up to a more standard. I ended up releasing the uh, Persona 3 portable uh, everywhere. But like if they took F, like FES and like brought it up to Persona 5 level of graphics, maybe not the same style because I don't know if it would fit three, you know, whether and I don't know if it would fit four either or two. But that graphics engine, they could work with it. And man, we could have some seriously good Persona games coming out. Along with whatever six ends up being, whoop doggy. So just some things that I thought was pretty interesting as I'm recording this. It is July 27th, and uh, Digimon World Two came out on this day in 2000, and that was one of the first Digimon experiences I ever had. Like I liked the show, so I went out and got a Digimon game, and it was Digimon World Two, and I loved it, absolutely loved it. And then also released on this day in 1989 was the first Mother. Uh, the Western release was canceled back in the 90s, but later Nintendo officially released the translated version for the Wii U Virtual Console as Virtual Console as Earthbound Beginnings, and it now appears in the Nintendo Switch Online Game Selector. So I thought that, that was pretty cool. A little uh, this day in history for the JRPG world. So Soul Hackers 2 releases in just under a month, and Atlas wants to make sure everyone's on the same page story-wise. The new Soul Hackers 2 Worldwide View trailer serves that purpose. Formerly called World Overview Full Explanation, the Soul Hackers 2 Worldview trailer is narrated by Tomokazu Sugita. Or Sugita. Uh, Sugita has narrated quite a few of Atlas's trailers, including Daily Demon features for Shin Megami Tensei 5. And I did retweet this if you'd like to watch this trailer yourself, but I can go ahead and give you a little bit of the gist of it. The Soul Hackers 2 Worldview trailer establishes a setting as uh, the mid 21st century. It's a time when human technology has stagnated and its culture has entered slow decline. But lo, the singularity looms. Technology spontaneously leaves the hands of its creators evolving on its own. 
Within the communication network neuron, a wheel emerges, Aeon. Predicting the imminent end of the world, Aeon creates two agents to make first contact with humanity, Ringo and Figu. Meanwhile, in the shadows, secret organizations battle over the Covenant, the key word to change the fate of the world. The Phantom Society and the Yatagarasu war using Devil Summoners. Devil Summoners can form contracts with demons calling on their power and into this maelstrom that Ringu and Figu enter. The Worldview trailer builds Soul Hackers 2 as a next-gen game to quote-unquote succeed the Persona and Shin Megami Tensei franchise. It ends with the release date as promoting the game's premium editions and pre-order Persona tie-in DLC. Soul Hackers 2 launches August 26, 2022 worldwide. It will appear on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. Ultraman fans may soon be ready to become Ultraman farmers. The Ultraman franchise-themed Monster Rancher spinoff is coming this October. Bandai Namco revealed that Ultra Kaiju Monster Rancher release date falls on October 20th, 2022. With the global Ultra Kaiju Monster Rancher release date confirmed, Bandai Namco also promoted a pre-order bonus. Pre-order customers will receive a Giant of Light cosmetic skin for the Ultra Kaiju Svenger. Svenger first appeared in the 1975 series Ultraman Leo as a quote-unquote capsule kaiju belonging to the hero ultra seven ultra seven's alter ego dan moroboshi could summon capsule kaiju to fight when himself could not transfer or when he himself could not transform into ultra seven svenger appeared again in 2020's ultraman z as an anti-monster robot piloted by human-sized operators svenger later appeared in some of the specials separate from the main ultraman series svenger fight a comic short pits svenger against various monster foes Upon the Ultra Kaiju Monster Rancher release date, players will be able to deck Svenger out in the Giant of Light skin that mimics a pattern and color scheme of an Ultra Hero. Pre-order customers will also receive packs of Kaiju raising items to get the head start on training and enhancing their giant monster. Items include a rage-quelling giant cake, an accuracy-boosting Gonku candy, and a fatigue-relieving mandarin juice. Monster Rancher veterans may also recognize items like the Silver Peach, Kalaragi Mango, and Smoke Snake. The game releases on October 20, 2022 for a Nintendo Switch. Publisher Compile Heart and developer Sting have released a new trailer for strategy RPG Fairy Fencer F for Francord, introducing playable characters Tiara and her partner, Kui. Oh, it's nice to see Princess Tiara back. Well, there isn't much more to this, but if you'd like to check out this trailer, I did retweet this. Um, but as far as this article, it's just basically telling you that this trailer came out. <laughs> uh, still no word on if this game is getting a Western release date, but fingers crossed for the Fairy Fencer fencer f fans because i really did enjoy that game a lot and lastly this week we have some monster hunter news capcom has released a new gameplay video of the monster hunter rise sunbreak expansion showcasing a first look at lucent nargakuga it's a cool name lucent nargakuga who is coming to the game via the expansion's title first update in august and he is a big bad looking like he looks like a how would i describe it like a wolf but a dragon, but also like kind of like looks like a ferret in a way because I'm a psycho apparently. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, just keep your eyes out for that. If you're playing Monster Hunter Sunbreak, there is going to be a new foe for you to fell. And I think that is about going to wrap it up for this week, which means uh, it is time for what I lovingly call house cleaning, even though it's housekeeping. I just like to call it house cleaning. If you'd like to follow us over on the Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash the JRPG report. But I'll tell you, I am much active, much more active over on Twitter at JRPG report. If you would like to be a patron and help support the show and it helps me keep the lights on at the house, you can go to patreon.com slash JRPG report and be like one of these 
wonderful and lovely people. Kim C, Jake W, Jordan K, Kularian, Taylor F, Luke C, and Master Loot. You guys rock. And thank you all for tuning into another episode of the JRPG Report. If you'd like to hear more of me, like I said, you can check out my Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy 7 episodes over on the Steam Machine podcast, uh, available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can also check me out on Yab's Pod, yet another BS podcast. Um, I'm also doing another news show now, um, General Gaming News with General Gamer. It comes out every Friday, and it is just more, it's just general gaming news. Um, we do our JRPG stuff here. I cover everything else over there. So if you're interested in everything else, check me out over there. And I think that is going to do it for episode 226 of the JRPG Report. I love each and every single one of you. Thank you very much for tuning in. And do me a solid. Get out there and level up.